about to start so pop those headphones in and let Sophia style radio to keep you company. Hello and welcome to the Wise Woman Show. I am your host Sally Ann Saint and I am dedicated to reminding women of their sacred selves. To get in touch with me, go to www.wisewomanguide.co.uk. So let's walk together in each episode. Be inspired as you hear from the wise women I bring to you. Let the magic of your sovereignty unfold inside of you. Each word you hear and each woman who comes on reminds you of your grace, your wholeness and your divine right and role on this earth. You are the wise woman. You truly are. So take a walk with me and the guests I bring to you and let the magic unfold. Many blessings. It's not fun. 
Now, my first guest for 2022 on Wise Woman Radio is Sharon Crowley, and I was blessed to connect with her at the beginning of the pandemic because, like so many, I had to go from everything in person to everything online, and my um, knowledge of social media was limited, and I'm still learning now. Um, and I connected with Sharon and in a month she helped me immensely with um, with the information and the knowledge and um, she just took me under a wing and she taught me so much in such a short period of time. I'm hugely grateful for that. But she's coming on the show because she has dived into the world of numerology and it's something that I don't know a lot about but it's something I'm really intrigued about. And it's got that feel of being really ancient, of being around for a very long time. And so I wanted her to come on this show to open my eyes and understanding more to it, but also because I'm just so intrigued. And so Sharon's going to be bringing the information and the, and the sheer joy about numerology to you. So stay tuned. Hello, dear Wise Woman Radio listeners, and today we've got the lovely Sharon with us. And I'm blessed to have met her a while ago, and it was all over line uh, online. But uh, you helped me immensely learn about social media when we all got thrust into it with COVID. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Sharon, would you like to share who you are and what you do, my lovely? Oh my goodness, you always smile when you get to that, that message. But yes, obviously, thank you very much for having me on today, Sally. Uh, so I'm Sharon Crowley. Um, I'm a full-time carer. I'm a numerologist. I'm a certified numerologist. So I help people that are feeling lost and unsure of the direction to take because it literally resonated with me. And I now help people see their numbers, understand their numerology readings and yeah get direction and feel a bit more uplifted about life it just when you talk numerology I feel quite tingly because it's something I think that will that interests many the numbers that you talk about where do the numbers come from when you're doing it for somebody yeah sure and that's what I love about it it's very unique so we start with a reading from your life path numbers uh detailed from your date of birth so that's unique to you and then the it blends in with the name that you were given at birth so again, unique to you. And we also look at the current name that you're using now, because obviously many people, certainly of our age, will have either you know, got married, got divorced, uh, maybe changed the name for a reason, um, possibly even changed gender. You know, there's lots that can happen. So you could be giving off a different energy now 
to the one that you had when you were younger. So that's always interesting. Regarding then the, the name change, because you do you come in from the numerology numerology stance, but if somebody was drawn to they wanted to change their name, was it because their energy doesn't vibrate with with that name anymore? I would say so, because you know, initially, why would you want to change your name? Yeah. You know, you're given it, you know, from either your parents, your adopted parents. So there must be something inside that you're like, this isn't me. I want, you know, if it's not for any other reason, like, you know, legality, I want to. And, you know, numerology can really be found in so many different areas. And we even have, I even have people that come to me with like business name readings. I need the, the energy of my business to be this. Is it with my current name? So I didn't think of that. That's yeah. phenomenal. Well, numbers are everywhere, aren't they, Sally? I mean, you yeah. know. They're everywhere. Your house can have its own energy from your house yeah. number. Yeah. It's amazing. It's a whole new world. So how did you go that way? Because when we first connected, which was only a couple of years ago, it was like the social media managing side was huge in your life. So yeah. how did warranty come? Um, it's, it's amazing. I do like sharing this because I think it shows, you know, you can open up to spirituality whenever in your life when the time is right, really. And for me, it began in COVID. Um, at the start of COVID, when everything was so miserable and sad, you know, we were in lockdown, the, the stories, I just used to get thinking like, well, is this really it? is this life is this what it's come to you know the pandemic we're all being locked away shut up and I just started to open up a little bit more each time you know you you were you know on my pathway you were very spiritual and other people that I was doing social media for that seemed drawn to me to help them were spiritual when I looked back they were all spiritual and I was like well what is this woo woo what is everyone looking into so I because of that because of doing that I then started to well let's learn a little bit more about this spirituality you know what back in the day it was woo woo to me but suddenly I found it interesting I was like that that time had come for me to open up so I started connecting with more and more people and then I actually reached out and had my own reading and that just sort of like it literally blew me away it was like that was my me in a nutshell on that paper from somebody that really didn't know me just from my numbers and I just got hooked it was like right tell me more tell me more where can I find out more how can I practice this how can I share this with others fantastic it sounds like to me numerology sounds like it's ancient so it goes back a long way so what is the history with it yes it is it's it's been about two and a half thousand years if not more so it's not something that you know has just been dreamt up this week um western there are different types of numerology so it depends which one you're practicing majority of it is the same but some look at different numbers um so i pre- uh, practice western numerology um which was to be thought to be created by pythagoras himself mm. so um and so yeah it's People have been looking at the energy of the numbers for thousands of years. When you started on this and practiced it, how did you feel when you started? Amazing, amazing. So from my own reading was like, that is me to a T. And I've I've kind of uh, 
you know, a lot of years been, I go with the flow, I go with the flow. And then I, it literally was like, no, my life path, I'm a, a number nine. So I am the hum, uh, the compassionate humanitarian. So I'm always a fighter for the underdog. I've always been emotional. It, it emerged, I'm an empath, which made perfect sense to me. You know, I, I was that person that always, you know, uh, would cry at the bo- uh, drop of a hat. You know, I was called Mard- Mardi when I was younger because um, I felt other people's emotions and fighting for, you know, for other people. So it just made perfect sense. And when it said you would be a cause fighter and you would be sharing that with the world, that then made sense of why I'm a full-time carer as well. When I do the readings for others and you can see the blend of the numbers together and their energy, the, the feedback I've had was just, that is just me. That is, you know, equally eerie that you don't know that about, that you know that about me from just my numbers. And I've even had one lady that says, you've literally just given me the courage to go and do something because it says I should be doing it. And I've always wanted to do, but I've never had the courage. So as with any uh, element of spirituality, it is about, you know, the hope, the uplifting, the, you know, the inspiring and the empowering. It's just which area do you, you know, focus on or do you have the blend of it all? And that's what I love about numerology. Regarding the business names then, do you have people come in with like complete blank ideas or do they have a name but they it feels like it needs adjusting? It's generally the name that feels adjusting, but somebody could come up with a blank. I'm like, specific numbers give off specific um, energies. So the number five, for example, is very much related to freedom, to change, to travel. So if you was in the travel industry, and it was very much um, a, a manifested number, which is the eight, it possibly might not go and they might be looking for something like the five energy. But generally it is somebody that's like, I can't decide between this or this name. Yeah. You know, which one is going to suit. So you give the energy of both, num- both readings, they then choose. It's just phenomenal because also when you when you dive into any spirituality, there's always the truth. Everything is energy. So when you talk about numbers, it's like your numbers have an energy and that makes such sense, you know, and they'll have a specific number, you know, a specific, specific energy for that number as well. It's yeah. just absolutely fascinating. And for me personally, when I saw you coming out with it and saw you on social media sharing it, I was like, wow, I was blown away because you can see that you're really passionate about it as well. So it's just it's so lovely when that pairing happens that you connect with the work that you love doing yeah absolutely and it's like why stop it it's it happened for a reason it happened at that time in my life for a reason um you can you know going on through the readings you can do card readings with it so I do do oracle card readings it's so it's so hard to put into words but what I was trying to say with the card readings is you know the universe is saying this to you right now but if you don't believe in the universe you might believe in the spirit world or you might believe in your angels or you might believe in god you know it's whatever you class as what you look towards it is all the same thing in the end it's the divine so whoever you believe in that's who's giving you the message and when you open up you get more messages don't you because then you you know you believe they send more messages so you keep on believing yeah, it opens up a door channel almost. And you personally, how has it affected you personally just 
allowing this into your life? Obviously, opened a business, so that's a huge impact. Yeah. Um, I've become a lot calmer, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, I'm more accepting of myself. So it's, it really has um, helped me with my um, my own energy. I tune in a lot more now to my intuition. I stop doubting myself. So mm -hmm. I trust in my intuition, trust in myself a lot more. The abundance that's grown from that as well. You know, they say, you know, the more you put out to the universe, the more you'll get back. And that is what I'm feeling. So I am more content now than I have ever been in my entire life. Yeah. And that is a great, peaceful feeling and one that I'm grateful for. Yeah. And I also wonder how many people this has happened to with covid because covid has given us all time to think and because the the, the world feels in such a state it's like you you have to go inside and you have to go within and you access things that you would never have accessed before because life would have just carried on as it was we shouldn't lose ourselves we're still an individual person we've still got so much more to give life isn't over right now we've still got so much more to see and do in some ways when you slow down it's almost like life begins in some yeah. ways because before it's almost like you're not that you're living you're doing and then when you slow down that's when you start to live in a way and it's yeah. just it's 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 um it's something that maybe you can't explain until it actually happens to you but it's just you you go off other people's path and you step on your own and it just feels completely different yeah I mean many say don't they slow down to speed up yeah. Because when you slow down and you find yourself and you know then what you're going after, you will speed up because you get excited and you get driven by the passion. But also by slowing down and going within, you start to think what is important, yeah. you know, and important to you because we are all different. So what might be important to one person isn't another. So for me, suddenly, you know, um, material things wasn't important, but mm. family became really important. And that then made you feel that let's appreciate life, you know, let's appreciate the rain, let's go out and, you know, touch the grass, you know, dance in the rain, all the quotes, they actually meant something rather than just being, you know, something you see, you felt yeah. it. I agree. There was a time in the first lockdown when everything completely stopped and I took my son for a walk and I live on a small housing estate in a small town and we walked and there wasn't a single vehicle. And I just said to him, just listen. And it was just that absolute silence because I said, you never get this again. We're just nothing moved. But it was so beautiful because it was just so calm. And all you were hearing was like the trees, the, the leaves moving. And it was just the subtlest of sounds. That's all there was. And it was beautiful. And to live the life with meaning, you know, going forward. Um, and what a beauty and actually exactly live a life with meaning do the things you love prioritize cut out the things that you don't enjoy because you understand life is precious but also you just want to live you know yeah and, and do what you love spend time with those you love all those things and um sharon thank you so much on i want you to come back in the second part <laughs> but for the first part for anyone that's interested with the numerology how would they contact you sharon you can find me on most social media platforms. I've not given that up. So I am on Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram. Um, just connect with me at Sharon Crowley. Yeah, I'd love to connect. And if anybody wants to know, you know, do. If you want to know a bit more about numbers, come and find me and uh, we'll, we'll sort that out for you. I love, I love hearing the passion you've got for it. So, you know, do reach out. There'll be a short break, listeners. And
I am your host, Sally Ann Saint, and I am dedicated to reminding women of their sacred selves. To get in touch with me, go to www.wisewomanguide.co.uk.
And thank you so much, listeners, for coming back. I couldn't let Sharon go without sharing another aspect of her life that's really important. And Sharon, would you please share with people also this huge part of your life and your daughter's life? Absolutely. So if you're new to watching, my name is Sharon Crowley, a certified numerologist, and I'm also a full-time carer to my beautiful daughter, Ellie. Um, Ellie is 12 and she was born with Down syndrome. So together we are huge advocates for the condition. The, you touched on it before when we were talking about numerology that you're a full-time carer. And it does make you, when something happens in life to your family, you do as the mum, you work around it, you find a way. You do. Oh my goodness. It was a huge shock uh, 13 years ago. And I've been open and honest about this uh, in that I had never heard of Down syndrome. So when they told me Ellie had Down syndrome, I, from the way it was being shared, I knew it was a disability, but I did not have a clue what was in store for us. And unfortunately, at that time, my preconceptions, which I am ashamed of, um, were all negative to do with disabilities. So I just imagined Ellie to suddenly be in um, a wheelchair, that couldn't do anything for herself, that my life had stopped. And I really did not know if I could cope. And I am so pleased to say that my preconception now, 13 years later, has just done a complete U-turn after meeting so many people um, with different additional needs, with different disabilities, knowing that their life hasn't stopped, that they love being who they are, um, it has opened my eyes, my family's eyes, and because we're huge advocates, a lot of other people's eyes as well. So I was put on this journey for a reason, and that was to share, you know, our journey as open and as honest as we can. And, yeah. thank, goodness, and thank goodness you, cause, you can as well, because generations ago, there was a huge separation between disability. You know, there were people put in homes, they were shut away. There was, you know, it was awful treatment. So that was how life was. However, now it, it's it's wonderful to have advocates to, 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 like yourself, talking openly. And also your daughter has taught you. Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, when we were told um, that of Ellie's condition, that my husband sobbed in front of me because he had grew up on a street where across the road was a home for people with Down syndrome. Now, I'm not saying um, what the conditions were like, but he said there was not much education. There was not much, they weren't, they were kept away from community. So yeah. they could never grow, they could never learn. Whereas Ellie has been in an open community and accepting society where we live. And she went to a mainstream primary school. So she's come on leaps and bounds. Um, and that's because of advocates and because of people that have challenged, you know, stereotypes, inclusion, equality in years gone by. Because I, I only read that it was in the early 1980s that children with additional needs were accepted into mainstream education, which is shocking. It but is. because they have, they're blooming, they're growing and they're showing communities that, you know, we're not all the same. We do learn differently. We do speak differently. We just get on with it. You know, we, we embrace the difference in each other because if we were all the same, it, life would be boring. 
Yeah, and it's, it's exactly as our, what our children should. Our children should have a diversity of everybody in their classroom. It, it's and also for and for your daughter. Your daughter has just thrived in an environment where she's encouraged to learn because it's seen as you learn. You know, it's it's a natural thing to to learn, and of course, your daughter wants to. Yeah, she does. And, you know, we've, we've all learned from Ellie how to speak, how to communicate, how to break big tasks down. We, we've learned Makaton uh, to a very basic level when she couldn't communicate when she was younger. So we were doing lots of signing. And when she learns maths at primary, when she was learning maths at primary school, we used a set called Numicon, which helped um, understand um, rather than just being given a number and know that two means two. So yeah. there's lots of things that we had to break down when Ellie was uh, growing up. I could say to Ellie's younger brother, Billy, go brush teeth. He yeah. would know what that meant. To Ellie, that would mean go in the bathroom, pick up your toothbrush, turn on the tap, get the toothpaste, put the toothpaste on the toothbrush, turn off the tap, brush your teeth, and you know finish. The, it was literally break it all down. And great. The great thing about Ellie is once she knows a routine um, and she's done it more than once, she can pick it up. She's very visual, so you can show her what to do and then she's got it and she's good. But it's just the way you explain it to her was different to the way we did with her brother. Is there more support out there now in support groups and things as well? Is that, has that improved? Oh, um, yeah, immensely. Um, and that's one of the reasons we have done uh, so well with understanding you know um, down syndrome because when Ellie was born we've got a huge down syndrome community not just locally as well the down syndrome uh, association are a great um, first you know port of call and then they can direct you to like local support groups and then we've got the a wonderful NHS that provide you know facilities like physiotherapist, speech therapist, et cetera, et cetera. And that all helped because we had that, we could get stronger and we could learn more and we could adapt our parenting. Uh, for anybody that doesn't have that, I'm sure it's a lot more difficult. So is it true then with the Down syndrome that, that, that physically, do they just, is it that things are more relaxed? Is it muscles and things? Is that what... Yeah, um, Ellie's got, um, I'm sure there's a word for it, hyper something, flexor mobility or something like that. There you go. So when she was younger and in the pram, she could literally put her legs behind her head. Uh, she was that bendy. You know, she could probably do the splits with no problem whatsoever. She's very flexible. So she has to have supportive shoes, which helped her with walking and standing up. The physiotherapy helped with strengthening her legs. You know, little things like that that you wouldn't expect, you know, or you wouldn't have known about. So, you know, I do squats in my PT to, you know, get rid of a bit of the old uh, fat off the thighs. But we had to do that with Ellie so she could learn to stand up. So we'd be sitting on a stair, on the stairs, and picking her up, you know, regular squats to strengthen the muscles in her leg. And every everyone with Down syndrome is different as well. So even though as a new parent, you get a list of all the uh, things that could possibly happen with your child. And it is a long list um, yeah. when they have Down syndrome. It isn't always the case. Every child is unique and will have their own strengths and you know weaknesses to work on.
If somebody now then is experienced, they've just given, they've just had a baby, uh, a Down syndrome baby. What do you recommend they do first of all? Because, like you said, in their head, they may not get a, given a booklet, but they'll still have the booklet inside of them. Uh, I would say reach out to the either the Down syndrome association because they're known worldwide, um, or a local community. And, you know, or you connect with me and I can connect you. It's a fantastic charity called Wouldn't Change a Thing. They've got books that they will give out to new parents that this isn't the end of the road. It's just the start of a brand new journey. And you'll be welcome into all the support groups with loving arms um, and help because, you know, some children struggle to feed, some children struggle to walk. And many pets, there'll be a parent that's been there before you that can help you with that with some advice or just loving arms absolutely because when because when you give a birth you're exhausted anyway and having a new baby is a life changer anyway but when you have then a child with down syndrome you also know there's going to be an awful lot more involved and so to have that extra support must be crucial and as soon as possible for the mum and dad as well so as they they can be supporting this journey because a part of you is you do have to grieve as well but then at the same time then embrace the new life that's in front of you with your child yeah, and it's important to accept your emotions. You know, don't just go into superwoman mode. Don't just think, right, some people are given the diagnosis uh, before they give birth, so they're prepared and they can, you know, get things in motion straight away. You know, sometimes, like for me, I went into shock. We went into what's going to happen. And it did, I think the first six months of Ellie's life were a blur, um, yeah. you know, with lots of tears shed. And that is fine. It's okay to cry. You'll get every parent telling you that. It's okay to be unhappy, to be scared. But I promise you, those will go. As soon as your child starts smiling and laughing, you know, the first time they say, I love you, because it's possibly taken them that little bit longer, you don't half appreciate it that much more. I mean, the first time Ellie giggled, I burst into tears, which frightened her to death because I never thought you'd get, you never think you're going to get there. And they always do in their own way. So, yeah. Well, if you could see the smile on Sharon's face now, it's priceless. It's beautiful. Work, what did you do before then? Because you've you've had to become the full, like a full-time carer. So your work then, you've adapted. What was your work before? Uh, I had just become a, a full-time math tutor. So, yes. Uh, so my um, pathway with numbers has been, you know, ex-bank manager, math tutor. Yeah numerologist so the numbers are there but yeah I was, te- I was teaching maths and I did stay there for a couple of years and um, whilst Ellie was at nursery but once she started school I was conscious that I wanted to be the person that was doing the drop-off I needed to see at the end of the day what she'd learned. Ellie had a, has her low immune system so there were lots of times when she was younger that she was sent home because of colds couldn't go in needed to go to the doctors so it worked out for the best for me to be there for her as the mum and um, become a full-time carer. So I said goodbye to work and hello, full-time mum. That was yeah. another challenge. Yeah, and then hello, full-time self-employed as well. On yeah. top of that too. <laughs> so yeah, it's been, it's been a fun learning curve. It's a remarkable journey and thank you so much for sharing your Sharon. If somebody wants to reach out regarding the Down syndrome and and or you know any advice support, what do you recommend with them for you know how do they reach out to you on this one? 
you could read, uh, Ellie's got her own page. She loves being in front of the camera and doing some singing and signing. So her Facebook page is called Ellie's Secrets. Um, so you can connect with us there. Um, again, you can connect with myself, Sharon Crowley on any platform. I'll always talk to anybody about Down Syndrome Awareness or reach out to the Down Syndrome Association or Wouldn't Change a Thing Charity. Wow, thank you so much, Sharon. And I truly appreciate your time. And so listeners, please do reach out. If any of this sharing has touched you, then do connect with Sharon. Many, many blessings. I am your host, Sally Ann Saint, and I am dedicated to reminding women of their sacred selves. To get in touch with me, go to www.wisewomanguide.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening to this show and to Sharon. And she's, she reminds us all of the lives that we all live because we all have these roles in life. We're mothers, we're self-employed, we're, what, you know, whatever title or whatever aspects you're doing. But as a woman, we're juggling many things. But also in life, when we step into something, we almost have a preconceived idea when you... When Sharon shares about her journey, you know, when you become pregnant, you have an idea of what's going to happen and then you go on a completely like and then hey presto, when we step into our own world and our own lives, things happen. We are taken on completely different journeys, but ultimately we're on the journey that we're meant to be on and it teaches us so, so much. I remember when my son was, oh, he must have been about two. I got shown a poem, Welcome to Holland, and it was about, somebody had wrote it, and it was about having a Down syndrome child, and that in this poem it shares that you believe, it's like you perceive that you're going to be going on a journey too, and I can't even remember where it said it was going to, but then you end up going somewhere different, and yet it's like when you go to Holland, you see the tulips, you see all the, so it just takes you on a different journey, and you see things differently, and that's the truth about life. When we get taken on our own personal journeys, we see things, and we experience things, and it deepens us, it matures us, it enriches us. I am sure that if you ask Sharon how her life has been enriched by her her sacred journey with her daughter and the things that she's done because she's worked around her daughter, I'm certain she's doing work that she would never have done before. And it does make you the question, the world and your view. And, and this is the great thing about women. We can just keep on expanding and growing. So whatever your personal experiences and whatever you've been going through, um, and yes, we can see images and wish that, oh, I wish mine was like, or, um, but in reality, what we get given when we lean in, um, which is after you've allowed yourself to feel. So whatever it is you're going through, we always need time to feel. So if it's a passing, if it's whatever it is, you have to feel it first, you do. And then you can gain the riches and the riches are so much more. We are capable of so much as women, we truly are. And when you look back on your life and see the things that you've, you know, look at the experiences you've been through, look what you've got through, look who you've helped, look what you've done for your family, and you'll see how remarkable you are. So in 2022, and, and today and this week onwards, just appreciate yourself. Um, and may this January be the month of self-appreciation. We really must feed ourselves. We really must nourish ourselves. And the only way we can really do that is if we care. 
care enough about yourself. You, you're extremely good at caring for others. You all are. Care enough about yourself so as you can nurture and nourish yourself. And then you can really live and you can really gain the juices from life. You can really see what you've got in your life. You can appreciate so much more when you actually appreciate yourself. So many blessings to you all. I'll be back next week. I am your host, Sally Ann Saint. And I am dedicated to reminding women of their sacred selves. To get in touch with me, go to www.wisewomanguide.co.uk.